This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. It's time to deify Mother Earth and to deny the Messiah. That's exactly where we are here on Viewpoint today, around the world, as we take a look at one of the most amazing developments in the history of mankind. In fact, it's a battle for the souls of men, Mother Earth versus Father God. And since Jesus said, I and the Father are one, when you resist Father God, you resist the Savior, Messiah. Now, that's the foundation as we talk about this here today on Viewpoint, and it might be rather astounding to you to understand the dynamics of what is really taking place in our world. You may call it climate change. You might call it environmentalism. But beyond that, it is a much, much bigger picture than that. In fact, it's not man's but Earth's destiny that now drives the pseudo-religious passions of our planet. When Earth Day started in 1970, few people would have expected it to become a globally religious holiday with its own Ten Commandments, including use less water, save electricity, reduce, reuse, recycle, and spread the word. Robert Nelson, a professor of environmental policy at the University of Maryland, said environmentalism has become primitive religion. Then after leading environmental historian, America's leading environmental historian, William Craner of the University of Wisconsin called environmentalism a new religion because it offers a complex series of moral imperatives for ethical action and judges human conduct accordingly. He said it's no more, there's no mere coincidence here, according to environmental professor Nelson, that contemporary environmental policies virtually echo the same set of calamities worn by God in Deuteronomy for the worship of other gods. Now, warning of the earth rising, the seas, famine, drought, pestilence, hurricanes, and other natural disasters, even without realizing it, writes Professor Nelson, environmentalism is recasting ancient biblical messages to a new secular vocabulary. One radical environmental organization even declared that the most important commandment for beings was to put earth first. So it seems, friends, that the Endangered Species Act is the new Noah's Ark of planetary salvation. Earth Day is the new Easter. Environmental religion is a deceptive disguise and therefore becomes attractive to those resistant to formal theologies and institutional Christianity. It draws and welcomes nominal Jewish and Christian people and nations who think of themselves as spiritual while vigorously rejecting any suggestion they should ever belong to a religion, especially one that worships Father God. So, 
as Time Magazine declared on its cover, April 28th, May, 20, uh, May 3rd, 2021, climate is everything. But what does everything mean? We want to talk about that here on Viewpoint today because it has everything to do with the viewpoint of our world, the majority of our world, its scientists, its politicians, yes, indeed, many of its pastors and so on, with regard to the very possibility of a second coming of a Messiah because he must be denied in favor of Mother Earth. Are you listening? I hope you're listening because, quite frankly, friends, when Jesus said that uh, deception was going to be so monumental in these end times, he just wasn't kidding. He just didn't tell you what it was going to look like. But this is one of the major deceptions of our time. And it's coming on the wings of so-called science that you can trust. But it's not science at all. It's actually scientism. It's an ism. It's a belief system that has foundations that are other than biblical foundations. So when the Bible begins by saying, in the beginning, God created, the whole concept of environmentalism, that ain't true. Can't possibly be true. So those who support environmentalism, not talking about the environment now, that's a different story. Every one of us lives in an environment. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the apocalyptic view of environment and the shifting of focus from a creator to the creation, from Father God to Mother Earth. And when that shift is made, the entire world shifts on its spiritual axis. Are you listening? I hope so. Now, I want to urge you to get a copy of my brand new book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. Uh, There happens to be a chapter called The Environmental Deification. The Environmental Deification, in other words, making the environment God. You say, really? Yes, really. Yes, really, friends. $22, we'll put the book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org, you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. And by the way, If you wondered how to connect the dots between so many of the things that seem to be challenging us in our world today, if you really want to connect those dots, you might want to get a copy of the book Messiah, The Mystery of Messiah. Even as messianic fervor is exploding worldwide, The details are remaining shrouded in mystery. The Jews are awaiting the Mashiach. Muslims are awaiting the Mahdi. Christians are awaiting Messiah's second coming. At least some of them are. And many are awaiting a messianic age. But what does it look like? You would be shocked to find out what it really looks like. And that's why the deception is going to be so monumental. And it does not matter whether 
true scientists come out and say, this is a bunch of hooey. It doesn't matter. Because there's a much bigger agenda at stake. It's an anti-creator agenda. Therefore, it's an anti-Messiah agenda. So if God, the creator, is rejected, then by definition, automatically, the Messiah, whoever he might be, is rejected. Therefore, he must be replaced. Because you have to have a Savior. Now what? What are the implications for you, for me, for our thinking, for our understanding of the world of science, for our understanding of the world of politics, for our understanding of the so-called latest bill signed by the current president of the United States, supposedly devoting the largest amount of money yet for the salvation of the climate? Stay tuned. This is Viewpoint. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Having made an opening statement here with regard to the matter of the environment, with regard to the matter of climate, with regard to the whole idea of climate change, uh, with regard to the foundations of what it is really about and how even historians now are looking at it as not science, but a primitive religion. We need to explore a number of those things here on the program today, which we're going to do. In order to get there, I have in my hands three articles. These articles are not intended to be, shall we say, exclusionary or the only game in town. But what they are is illustrative of where things really are. So please uh, put up with my sharing some excerpts from these articles. The first coming under this headline. 1,200 scientists, scholars, say there are no, is no climate emergency. This article just came out. Led by a Nobel Prize laureate, more than 1,100 scientists and scholars have signed a document declaring climate science is based more on personal beliefs and political agendas than on sound, rigorous science. In other words, it's a belief system. It's scientism, not science. One of the lead authors of this declaration that has come out, the World Climate Declaration that these scientists have signed, one of the lead authors, atmospheric physicist Richard Lindzen, has called the current climate narrative absurd. Yet relentless propaganda from grant-dependent academics and agenda-driven journalists has generated a widely accepted narrative that the science is settled. No. In fact, one has to question whether it's even science, particularly the way it's treated. No. The whole concept of science is denied 
in order to achieve ultimate political ends or spiritual ends. Last week, President Biden signed the Inflation Reduction Act, which spends $368 billion for so-called green energy with the aim of reducing CO2 emissions by 40% by 2030. Why 2030, friends? Because 2030 is the year that the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum declared by Klaus Schwab, is supposed to be implemented. The Great Reset. So this is not just about climate. This is about something bigger. It's about globalism. It's about launching in a whole new world order that is going to be underwritten, so to speak, driven morally, if you can use the term that way, by alleged climate change. The World Climate Declaration points out that since emerging from the Little Ice Age, In the mid-19th century, the world has warmed significantly less than predicted by the UN's International Panel on Climate Change Models. So, is there a climate emergency? The question isn't whether there's climate change. The climate always has changed. Always. The only thing that has not changed is God. God says, I change not. But if you reject God, then you have to make the environment God. And so what happens with Mother Earth now is controlling in your life. Father God has nothing further to say because he's rejected out of hand. No creator. Therefore, evolution defines it all, and Mother Earth becomes deity. The Declaration argues that Earth's climate has varied with cold and warm periods for as long as the planet has existed. And it is no surprise that we are experiencing a period of broad warming. The climate models are not remotely plausible as global policy tools, says the Declaration, ignoring, for one, the benefits of carbon dioxide, CO2. So let's talk about that. This article by over almost 1,200 scientists is saying that CO2 is not bad. In fact, it's not a pollutant at all. Here's the declaration. It is essential to all life on Earth. Photosynthesis is a blessing. More CO2 is beneficial for nature, greening the Earth. Additional CO2 in the air has promoted growth in global plant biomass, It is also good for agriculture, increasing the yield of crops worldwide. Now, that's a given. Why is it ignored? The signatories to the Declaration say there is no statistical evidence that global warming is intensifying hurricanes, floods, droughts, and such like natural disasters, or making them even more frequent. All of that is just speculation in order to market an agenda, friends. They say there is no climate emergency. Last year, Stephen Coonan, an undersecretary of science in the Obama administration, published a book titled Unsettled, in which he said the science is insufficient to make useful projections about how the climate will change over the coming decades, much less what our actions will or should be. 
In 2020, the longtime green activist Michael Schellenberger wrote a book called Apocalypse Never. It lamented the conversation about climate change that has, as he called it, spiraled out of control. In other words, <coughs> the whole issue of so-called climate change is not an issue in and of itself. It is a created issue in order to accomplish secondary agendas. First of all, necessary because it goes along with the lack of a creator, you see. Because if there's no creator, then we're all self-generated. And the reality is, we may not think of ourselves as self-generated, we're just generated by Mother Earth. So Mother Earth, therefore, becomes your surrogate God. You cannot believe in evolution and also embrace the Messiah. You can't. How do we know that? If we were to go... (coughs) Excuse me. If we were to go to the book of Revelation, we would find that indeed... Uh, In Revelation chapter 14, we're told that the the angel will bring three messages, three important messages to the planet. Please listen to these three messages. First of the message is worship God. Worship God who made heaven and earth. The other is fear God, and the other is glorify God as God. Those are the three messages. Now, you cannot, you cannot worship God who, made, who created heaven and earth and also believe in evolution. It's impossible. Therefore, the book of Revelation chapter 14 is telling us very clearly that if you embrace evolution, you have always and forever, unless you change your heart, disqualified yourself from receiving the Messiah. Now, that may sound harsh, but the reality is there are consequences to what we believe. You cannot believe in God as creator and then also believe in Mother Earth as somehow your creator and sustainer. Can't do it. The two are completely discontinuous. Now, let's move even further. Another article just came out (coughs) a couple of days ago. A study from Australia. Australia's Great Barrier Reef is surviving climate change just fine. All right? So let's take a look at some of the excerpts from this article. The climate hysteria movement is replete with predictions of utter doom for various ecosystems on Earth owing to the scourge of man-made global warming, which has been rebranded climate change. Why did they rebrand it climate change? Because it became apparent that global warming was not continuing. It was reversing, perhaps even threatening global cooling. So they had to come up with another idea. Climate change. That will catch everything. It's a catch-all. It's not scientific. Anybody can see that climate changes. 
You don't have to be a scientist to see that. So it catches everything, and everything, people are sucked into a false belief system in the name of science. It's called scientism. But according to this new study, it shows that one of those ecosystems, Australia's Great Barrier Relief, is doing just fine despite dire warnings of its imminent demise. The Great Barrier Reef is the world's largest coral reef system stretching over 1,400 miles along Australia's northeast coast. It encompasses an area over approximately 133,000 square miles of the Coral Sea in the South Pacific and includes some 900 islands and more than 2,900 individual reefs. For several years, climate alarmists have been claiming that the Great Barrier Reef along with the coral reef systems on the planet, is essentially doomed because of climate change. Doomed, friends. The predictions have been apocalyptic for the reef. A 2020 story from CBS claimed that half of the Great Barrier Reef's corals have been killed by climate change. Not true, but that's what they claimed. So people believe it. Talk about misinformation. No less than an authoritative source than the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change reported in 2018 that 70 to 90 percent of the corals would be lost across the globe. These ominous pronouncements have not come to pass. According to a study published earlier this month by Australian Institute of Marine Science, in 2022, they said, the Great Barrier Reef continues to recover, registering the highest level of coral cover yet recorded in northern and central regions over the past 36 years of monitoring. Now that's science. It's rejected by scientism because it doesn't go along with the mantra, the globalistic mantra of climate change necessary to unify the world in a new counterfeit religion. In 2022, widespread recovery has led to the highest coral cover recorded by long-term monitoring program in the northern and central uh, Great Barrier Reef, largely due to increases in the fast-growing Acropora corals. According to Peter Ridd, an Australian marine geophysicist, the Great Barrier Reef is one of the most fluctuating ecosystems on Earth and is distinguished by boom or bust cycles that can last a decade or more. So you cannot determine whether man is changing the climate or affecting the climate in any significant way by looking at different things such as the... uh, the coral reef, over any particular five- or ten-year period of time because it changes continually, boom or bust cycles that can last a decade or more, regardless of humankind. So, like the climate and the weather, coral reefs tend to trend upward and downward naturally. Over the years, the Great Barrier Reef has become a mascot, though, for climate hysteria. Similar to, shall we say, the polar bear. You know all those pictures of the polar bear? 
Climate alarmists have used the GBR's bus cycles as proof that climate change is truly destroying the world, and you can be proof positive of that by seeing images of a few polar bear out on an ice floe. But, just like the polar bears, the great brief a barrier reef keeps defying those doomsday pronouncements. So why do people keep buying it? They have to, friends. It's a religion. It's a belief system. Then comes seven undeniable climate change facts. The mere fact that they are listing these as undeniable tells you that they are all deniable. It's total misinformation in the name of protecting truth. We'll be right back. I hope you'll stay tuned, friends. The deification of the environment. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. It's so astounding as to be beyond the pale for a rational person to believe. And yet the majority on the planet do believe it. It has been so marketed, that is, environmental deification, the worship of Mother Earth, has been so marketed in the name of science, under the supposed authority of science and the pursuit of truth, that the world has become totally deceived, and willingly so. This reveals, friends, why Jesus warned in Matthew chapter 24 that the premier characteristic of the end times would be deception. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. And there are going to be many come in his name and deceive many. And he said the deception is going to be so massive that if it were possible, even the very small remnant elect would be deceived. In other words, Jesus' warning was to reveal that the conditions of the times immediately before his second coming would be so dangerous so deceptive, so compellingly deceptive that the majority of the people, including professing Christians, would be sucked into it. And their pastors, by the way. 
Now, we don't have time to go into all the details of this. I have an entire chapter of the book, uh, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, called The Environmental Deification, which I urge you to uh, get a hold of and read. It is astounding. We cite articles, quotations from all over the world, friends. It's about globalism. It's about raising up man's ultimate, final salvation effort without a Messiah. In other words, man becomes his own Messiah. You know, the word gospel means good news, right? So then listen to the carefully chosen words of former U.S. President Al Gore on July 7, 2009 in Oxford at the Smith School World Forum on Enterprise and the Environment. It was sponsored by the UK Times. Here's what he said. I bring you good news, that's gospel, from the U.S., said Gore. Why? He declared that the Congressional Climate Bill will help bring about global government. Well, that's exactly what the French President Jacques Chirac had said in the year 2000 during a speech at The Hague for the UN's Kyoto Protocol. Chirac declared the protocol to be, quote, the first component of an authentic global governance, unquote. That's what this is all about. It's not about God. It's about rejecting God. It's not about a Messiah. It's about rejecting the Messiah, therefore requiring a replacement. Because nature abhors a vacuum. If there is no Messiah, then there must be one created. And that's what it's all about. You say, well, how do you create a Messiah? Oh, my goodness. You must read the book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. Friends, that has actually been the sine qua non of the entire spiritual and geopolitical history of the world. The whole world has been intense since creation on a counterfeit Messiah. When Satan declared, I will be like the Most High God, I will ascend to the heights of the north, and so on, those were a mere, shall we say, overarching statement of a much bigger spiritual problem or deception that would uh, bring the entire world under domination. Does climate matter? Absolutely climate matters. It's a significant part of our human environment and has been since creation. But mankind did not create either the earth or its climate. Neither can mankind gain messianic power or authority to save mankind by saving the climate or environment. We're ordained by the Creator as caretakers, not as saviors. You see, God said He created the earth and the universe for man not man for the universe or the planet. So if you attempt to reverse those roles, 
it inevitably places the creature, you and me, in competition with the creator for ultimate governance. And that's what environmentalism is doing, progressively emerging as an alternative religion with its own self-generated dogma, prophets, and priests. The emerging reality, friend, is that environmentalism has become, shall we say, a pseudo-scientific messianic movement being uh, utilized for a greater globalistic, uh, globalistic goal, demissing the Creator and usurping all power and glory for the created man, thus fulfilling Satan's long-declared intent to be equal with the Creator. That's where it is. Now, I want to make available to you the book Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, and you can begin to see why the subtitle, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. Because there are so many aspects to the undercurrent rejection of Messiah. It's not just the Jewish people rejecting Yeshua as Messiah. Oh, we talk about that in the book in a variety of different ways, not always not disparaging of the Jewish people. It's a viewpoint that they have. But they're not the only ones that have this kind of a viewpoint. In fact, some of the most potent anti-Messiah viewpoints are coming from other sources. And we talk about those in the book, including environmental deification. $22 is going to put the book in your hands. I do not think once you begin to read it, you will even want to think about putting it down. It's like nothing else you have ever read. And that's not a bragging statement. I began to read it again myself, and I could not believe the words that were written. Well, I had to believe the words that were written, but I couldn't believe that I had written them. I believe it's a, it's not like the Bible, but it's a, a revelation. It is a connecting of the dots so that people can understand the Bible and its implications for our time. $22 on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call. 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. If you don't have the book Antichrist, I urge you to get it as well, uh, because you need to read them kind of, shall we say, in mutual context. Because the reality is, Antichrist comes first. Why does Antichrist come first? Because the false must precede the real. That's why there will be such massive deception. So when you read the book Messiah, you will begin to see why. It must be understood in the context of the warnings concerning Antichrist. The warnings are not concerning Messiah himself. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man comes to the Father but by me. The problem is that people will have been so drawn to a counterfeit, to a false messiah, or a false messianic concept like environmental deification, that they will find it exceedingly difficult to identify the true messiah. It might be baffling to many people, but there's a new story of spirituality that's spreading like a virus throughout the planet. It's not COVID. It's being manifested in a variety of discernible symptoms, and it has been called the spirit of the earth. Let those words ring in your mind for a moment. The spirit of the earth. That phrase was thought of was the thought product of Pierre Tell de Chardin, a French Jesuit and paleontologist whose famous philosophical cogitations underlying the New Age movement resulted in conclusions and projections concerning the interrelationship between religion, science, religion, and evolution, and spirit and matter. His observations were deemed both profound and prophetic, so much so that an entire quasi-spiritual following developed called the American Tailhard Association that periodically publishes his commentaries, commentaries on his spiritual conceptions portraying the evolutionary development progression of the spirit of the earth. These underlying convictions, prophetically prompted, have been described as the new story. In other words, the new gospel. This is the new story, the alternative gospel. So, if we were to take a look at one of the most uh, uh, prolific writers, Thomas Berry, former president of the Tailhard Association, we would find that his words are pregnant with prophetic implication. I'm going to share some of those with you when we get back from this break, just to kind of help us to understand the gravity of what we're really talking about. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. What you are about to hear in this final segment of the program here today on Viewpoint 
may be so astounding to you that you're going you're gonna to have to grip your chair and realize that what we're talking about here on Viewpoint is not playing games. We're not talking about an issues-oriented program by itself like every other program out there. We're not talking about trying to be the Bible answer man. We're talking about preparing the way of the Lord in the minds and hearts of we the people professing Christians so that you will be prepared and not deceived. This is a high calling. I take this with tremendous responsibility. You do not purport to speak for the Lord casually. You will not hear me say on this program, thus saith the Lord. Why? Because those words have been co-opted for human consumption and pride. But what we do share here on this program is the issues of our time and connect the dots with the spirit of the age. You see, it's not just about disconnected facts out there. Anybody can talk about uh, so-called disconnected facts and report the news in that regard. That's not what we do here on Viewpoint. This is not primarily a news program. This is a program dedicated to rebuild the foundations of faith and freedom as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation in America's greatest crisis hour here on the near edge of the second coming. It always has been that and has never changed. That's why people have said you cannot listen to Viewpoint long and not be changed. Recently I heard, in fact this week I heard from a neighbor was in the context of a small group of men, I think it was, or Bible study or someone, and he overheard one of the men say something about, you know, I just heard this program by Chuck Chrismeyer, and everybody here needs to hear it. In fact, everybody should be listening to this program. My friend said he had no idea that this man was listening to the program. What is it that caught that man's attention? It's what we're talking about. We're not here to pontificate about Trumpism. We're not here to pontificate about republicanism or democratism or whatever whatever other isms there are. We will talk about those things, but not the way most people do. This is about the kingdom of God. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He didn't say, seek first the authority of the Republican Party, the authority of the Democrat Party, the authority of this, the authority of that, the latest statements coming out of false science. He didn't say that. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. In other words, the authority of the Father expressed in and through the Son referred to as Messiah. Remember when Jesus spoke and the people were listening to him and they made an unusual observation. They said he did not speak as the scribes 
So how did he speak? He spoke under authority. The authority coming from the Father. It was a very different authority. It wasn't a religious authority. It was the truth authority. He gave full meaning to the Word of God. He gave full implications. He connected the dots in ways that if people had ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to understand, they would get it. Now, when you hear something like this come out, seven undeniable climate change facts, stating the best way to respond to misinformation about climate change is to share the best information. Well, that may be true in and of itself. But the problem is, what is misinformation? And what is the best information? The presumption of a statement and an article like this is what this article has to say and its viewpoint is the truth. On the other hand, the reality is that it's exactly the opposite of what they're saying. Point number one, climate change is real and human-made. Overwhelming scientific consensus that this is true. That's absolutely not true. There is no scientific consensus that that is true. It is true that climate change is real because climate is always changed. The problem is the statement that it's man-made. There is no scientific proof of that. Second, all major climate change reports are thoroughly researched and based on the most accurate, up-to-date science. Nothing could be further from the truth. How many fraudulent studies have been pointed out over the past 10 years? Fraudulent studies. No. These reports are based upon getting money for grants from governments. And money corrupts. Number three, climate change studies are transparent. Absolutely not. They are the least transparent because they have an agenda. They're there to try to prove something. Prove what? What a government agency has to say that is funding your so-called study. Just a little bit of an idea as to how to listen to it, respond to this kind of, shall we say, promotional nonsense. You and I, friends, are called to understand and discern truth. We have to learn how to understand and discern false motivations. If you cannot discern false motivations, you will not be able to discern a false messiah. Now, here are some of the words uh, from the former president of the Tailhard Association right out of New York City. He said, it's all a question of story. We're in trouble now because we don't have a good story. We're in between stories. 
the old story, the account of how the world came to be and how we fit into it, is not functioning properly. What he's saying, friends, is when we sang the song, Tell Me the Old, Old Story, that's no longer valid. That's a false story. We have to have a new story. We used to sing a song, and there's a new story written down in glory, and it's mine, and it's mine. No, that is no longer to be considered. Here's what he says. Our traditional story is non-functional in its larger social dimensions, even though some persons believe it firmly and act according to its dictates. What he's saying, friends, is that if you are a true follower of Jesus Christ, expecting Yeshua as Messiah to come as King of kings, Lord of lords, to rule the earth in righteousness, you are so far off base, even though you firmly believe it, that you're irrelevant to the society. You know what the Bible calls that? A remnant. The basic elements, he said, in the religious community of the modern world have become trivialized. What we offer our society serves only a temporary function. We in America, who remain members of the believing, redemptive community, represent the most modern phase of this tradition. We have kept this Christian story and shaped our world accordingly. The American version of the ancient Christian story has functioned well in its institutional efficiency and in its moral efficacy, but it is no longer the story of the earth, he said, nor is it the integral story of humankind. In other words, we have to have a different story, a different gospel. This is about the deification of the environment, friends. At its center, there is an intensive preoccupation with the personality of the Savior, with the interior spiritual process of the faithful, and with a salvific community. It is little wonder that we now discover that our story is dysfunctional in the larger cultural, historical, and cosmic perspectives. As with every isolated life system, the believing community is an entropy phase of its existence. In other words, it's self-destructing. He goes on to say the Christian redemptive mystique is little concerned with any cosmological order or process since the essential thing is redemption out of the world through a relationship with a Savior that transcends all such concerns. Notice, he is rejecting out of hand Yeshua as Messiah. We need a human Savior. That's what the Jewish people are looking for. That's why they're going to be so profoundly deceived and receive a counterfeit, friends. Jesus said, I came to you in my Father's name, and you didn't receive me, but there is one coming in his own name, and him you will receive. This man goes on to say, the story of the universe is the story of the emergence of a galactic system in which each new level of being emerges through the urgency of self-transcendence. The human being emerges not only as an earthling, but also as a worldling. 
Human persons bear the universe in their being as the universe bears them in its being. He said this is the integral vision, something new both to the scientist, to the believer, that are gradually becoming aware of this view of reality. A new paradigm of what it is to be human emerges. Do you know what this is? This new paradigm, friends, is that you are your own Messiah. You are your own Savior. The world does not need a Savior. It needs you to conform to the expectations of everyone else who is a self-Savior or uh, self-transcendent, and therefore you are all advancing together with Lucifer to become king of the mountain. And he goes on to say, the scientific community is possibly more advanced than the religious community in accepting the total dimensions of this new story. A new sense of the earth is arising in the believing community. The dynamics of creation are demanding attention once more in a form unknown to the Orthodox Christian for centuries. It's the story, friends, of environmental salvation, of merging you, me, being merged with Mother Earth and the spirit of the earth for the ultimate salvation of the world and humankind. Because the ultimate sin is not defiance of the Creator, but defiance of Mother Earth. You must buy into this. It is the heartthrob of globalism, of the new salvation world order that is coming very, very rapidly. And Joe Biden himself, just in the last few days, has said this is what we're doing, we're sponsoring, and we're underwriting it, underwriting it with $365 billion. Are you listening? The book, Messiah Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. Yours for $22 on our website, saveus.org. I hope you'll get a copy. I hope you'll get multiple copies and get it out to your friends, relatives. This is how we can get a message out. Do it today. Don't delay. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.